I'm going to do a little story now. That's a true story. And uh, this is about my mom. The, and uh, she, uh, she died about 10 years ago. And she wanted to die at home. She wanted to die in her own bed with her family around her. So we all came home from the mainland and someone, one of the boys were down the States and the five sisters, they showed up from different provinces. So there's five boys and five girls who all came back home to see mom. Dad already passed away. But uh, she didn't want to be in a hospital. She wanted to be surrounded with her family. And this is uh, my mother speaking. She's the only one speaking. And it's the last 10 days of her life. It's called No More Dances. Well, my gosh, if it isn't Sean, welcome home, my son. Nothing like a hog, eh? Warms you just like a big fire. And I love you too, my son. You're all home now. Look at you, all tenny fitting into this little room. Oh, how many times you were all gathered round this bed, weren't you? You're all little ones then, everybody kneeling, saying the evening prayers. I'm sure you all remembers because you all complained of sore knees. Probably still got them, do you? At least now there's a nice thick rug on the floor for any of you still praying. Then you sprouted wings and flew away, flew away all over the world, and now here you be, back one more time. Well, I must have done something right because you keeps returning to the nest, but this time it's going to be different, eh? But I made it this far, and look at ye, you're all still around. I guess a mother can't ask for much more than that. I've done what I'm supposed to do here, I suppose. You can't live forever, you know. It's that time. But you guys carry on as you always have. Don't stop the dance, and I say, keep her going. And if he ever needs a wee sip, you know, I always saves a bottle in the back of me closet there for when you comes home. Just be careful of me blue dress there, will ya? I want to wear it one more time. And once you get the singing going on out there, maybe some of these teddy bears sitting up above me might jump down off their ledge and do a little jig with ya. Give me me glasses, will ya? I want to see your smiles. No tears, no need for tears. Well, I spent time with everybody over the last couple of days, lots of memories, and since you're the last one in, Sean, I better spend a little bit with you. The storm held you up, eh? That's okay. You're here now. How are the girls? That's good. And tell them that Nan loves them too, will ya? Matter of fact, I want you to pick out a couple of them teddy bears up there for around me for them when you go back to the mainland. And thank them for this beautiful gown. Look at it. The softest green you've ever seen. Hey, I'm a poet. Can't beat flannel in winter. A warm gown and a good pair of wool socks. Can't get much better than that, I suppose. Will you rub me feet, my son? That's night and that's good. What time is it? 2 a.m.? Boy, you sure got in late. A storm can certainly change things, can't it? Those things right upside down, don't it? You wonders if you ever get going to make it through it all. Sometimes. <clears throat> you always makes it home one way or another, though, through all those storms. But they always blows true. As wild as they might turn, they always blows true. That's the thing about storms, eh? And after they're all over, there's this wonderful quiet. And you can see again. And then storm birds appear, singing. Did you ever see storm birds, Sean? I've seen them. I've heard them. They're there if we listens for them, I suppose. They just sits in the trees, singing away, 
Maybe they're singing because they made it through the storm. Maybe they're happy that they're on this side of the storm and not blowing out to sea in another gale. I guess we've all been through a few storms of our own, eh, Sean? Big ones, small ones. Sometimes it's like you're lost on a foundry ship with the wind screaming in from the darkness. But others, others aren't so bad. Then there's the silent ones. Oh, the silent ones, they're the worst, I suppose. For no one hears the howling but you. They're like you're in an asylum. It's like staring out from the shoreline into, into a sea rolling in black clouds. And you don't know what's out there. Now, here's another memory for you that just come up. Mind you, this one grew roots inside me. You told me years ago that you had a dream about a young boy that came to her house. He came knocking on the front door on a stormy December night. You were only five. I remember. You ran to the ends of the door and, and you, he asked for your father. He was eight, that young boy. His mother sent him to our home to get a winter coat. You stood behind dad by his right leg. No words were said. Your dad reached behind you to get a coat off the rack. It was a big green one. That was no dream, my son. Each winter for five years, that young boy would come to our house from up in the valley. His mother would send him here for winter clothing. His name was Jerry. It must have been so hard for that little boy to come looking for clothing, just a jacket, some warmth for the cold. He spoke very few words, only to ask you for his father, your father, and then to walk away into the darkness. For a young mother to point out our house and say, your father lives there and I want you to come tonight and ask for some clothes. How does she speak to that young boy? What does she say? What does he hear? Your dad walked past me in the hallway and went back to the kitchen. And you stood there with the door open and the wind blowing snow into the porch. The young boy tried down the coat. It was too big for his little body, but it was all we could give him. I watched him staring at you. I always wondered, what was that little boy thinking? And then to walk away. He turned back at you and then walked down the steps. You went out onto the veranda and watched as him and his mom tucked themselves into the storm. And he never returned. And I don't know what happened to that little boy. Did he grow up okay? I think we all had our own asylums that night. That's what we wept in. And I wish it was a dream, my son. I wish. And you hope that somehow the storm birds were waiting for him. I'm sure they were. Odd, eh? Big storm, beautiful song. And maybe sometimes there aren't any storm birds or maybe they just can't land. Odd how all these memories are simmering inside me now. And I suppose you remembers that blue shirt in the Sears catalog, eh? It was only 10 or 12 you was. When you are in the room with me, remember we used to look at it for the Christmas gifts? And I would ask you, Sean, would you like that shirt for Christmas? And we would look at it on the page and there was this other clothing there, but it was like that was the only picture. It was just that shirt. It seemed to take up the whole page. And then the next Christmas, we would look in the catalog and see the same shirt and make the same wish. I guess you knew after that what a Christmas wish meant. That was just a gift never to be opened. You know, sometimes wishing is better than the gift. Nanny used to say that wishing makes the soul speak. It makes it sparkle. Not the church's soul that belongs to God, but that other soul that lives with nature. The one you told me about when you were just five. 
the one beneath the leaves across the road, the one that came up and touched you. I never forgot that story you told me about with your arms tingling, your body glowing, and your little skin and arms and everything lighting up all, all yellow when you reached under them leaves in that field. And now it makes me wonder which soul is calling me. Tell the girls I need some, will you? Come back in after they've done their work. they got to change me. The five angels, I call them. They take some good care of me. Always have been doing that. What's the date? The first of January. And happy New Year's to you too, my son. Is it the second today? I thought it was. What day is it? The third. Just push me pillow back a little bit, will you? That's good. That's good. And just a little soup. That's good. No more soup. Thanks. Remember the last time I was sick in the hospital? Couldn't get soup or pillows. It was four years ago. Really? <clears throat> they thought I was gone then, didn't they? They were talking foolishness. Not the doctors so much, but some of the others telling me that it was okay to cross over into heaven. Go see Stan, they said. Visit your husband. Go visit Nana. I heard about the meeting you called, Sean, when you told them, fright you told them to stop frightening me. Oh, don't worry what I heard. I hears lots, my son. There's not too much me and God haven't heard over the years. That's how you keeps an eye on the flock. You sleeps with your ears open. That's what Nina always said. She was such a wonderful woman. What date is it? The fourth? Give me me glasses, will ya? Oh, that's a nice shirt. Blue looks so nice on you. Give me a drop of soup, will ya? That's good, that's good. Will you sing me a song, Sean? Take me for one last dance. Danny boy is good. That was wonderful. Thank you. And I didn't even have to get out of bed. You know there'll be no more dances, Sean. Not like before. Not like four years ago when they told me to cross over, go dance in heaven, they said. Honestly, who talked like that? I didn't want to dance in heaven. But there... In that hospital room, you stared into my eyes and asked, Why are they so gray, Mom? And you squeezed my hands. My body was swimming in all kinds of drunk drugs and my lungs were locking up. It was like I was wandering through a train station, but I, I had nowhere to go. You said, Mom, I want you to sit up. Just sit up. And you got me looking out into the fields of snow. There must have been a storm because the, there was birds, red birds in the trees outside my window about ten of them, singing. And you said, they're singing for you, Mom. And I remember a few of you taking me for those little walks up and down the corridor at the hospital. Just tiny steps. Then after three days, you would think I was Jesus risen from the dead. Little Shane came into the room and then ran back out shouting, Nan is dancing. Uncle Sean and Nan are dancing. Then everybody ran in. But there'll be no more dances now, my son. Not this time. I can hear the train, and I've got my ticket. I shouldn't take up too much room either, this shriveling body. I hope my blue dress fits. I hear your sister's now out in the living room. They're coming in to change me again. You better go. What date is that? The seventh? Can you sing me a song? Fields of Athen Rye, please. Oh, that was so nice. Thank you. That was Nana's favorite, too. What's that noise? What's going on in the kitchen? Why are they shouting? He's on the rum, isn't he? He's full of storms and spewing his pain. The birds will never land for him. 
Can you rub my feet? No, no more food. No more food. That's it. That's it now. I heard someone say morphine. Is that what it is? It don't taste very good. Give me some water, some water. There's a bendy straw in the drawer. Thanks, my son. Oh, here comes the five angels again. You're going to have to leave till they're done. What date is that? The eighth? Now listen to that wind. Whoa, isn't that queer? Here I am thinking about potatoes and I'm not even hungry. No, 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 no more water, Sean. No more water. I don't want no more water. Just warm socks. And you can turn off that oxygen tank there. They can use it to get rid of their hangovers after the party. Now I remember the potatoes. Now this goes back a bit. You were just 10 when I came back from the mainland and I called you in the bedroom and showed you the scars where my left breast had been removed. Maybe I was just thinking of Stan now. I don't know. I guess my mind's all mixed up here. And when I was away, Dad asked you to cook potatoes for supper and when you cooked them, you forgot the salt. He said they were rich starchy. But you never forgot after that, eh? Did you? I guess that's how he learns, isn't it, boy? Odd, eh? How a little bit of salt stays with you for life. Nana always said it's the little things we learn from. But sometimes we make such a fuss of the little things and that's no good either. They just cause us too many gripes. Leave the gripes alone, I say. Because in the end, it turns out it was only life. All of it was only life. And mine was pretty good. Though poor Stan to die at 54. Too young to go. Crazy, that cancer. Other than that, no complaints. What date is it, Sean? The ninth? Nana died on the tenth. I hear voices from far away. Is it the wind? What's on the other side? Who's calling? Who's there? And there was a storm. And I love you all.